Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. So super excited as usual to be here. But first of all, let's have our power thought and quote of the day, which is what you allow is what will continue. And that's actually from an unknown author, but I think all of us say it at some point in time when we actually realize what's going on, it's because we allow it. All right, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you our guest for today. Her name is Megan Miller, and she's passionately dedicated to helping professionals detox off the drug of achievement. How about that? Hi, Megan. Hi, Cindy. Oh, I love that. What you, can you say that again? What you, what you allow? What you allow is what will continue. Mm. God, that yes. feels like a church service moment right <laughs> off the bat, my friend. <laughs> yeah, what you allow is what will continue. And, you know, just to piggyback off that, since you mentioned it, um, I tell a lot of people in the different scopes of work that I do, I tell a lot of people, especially my coaching clients, I tell them a lot of times when they're complaining about a problem, I said, well, you know you have control over what you allow in your ear gates have control over you know a lot of times people will say something to me and I, say, I don't want to know I, I don't want to know what it is and they say well you know I'm just going to tell you such and such and it's like yeah but I don't I don't I don't want to know <laughs> I don't want to know because when you allow certain things in your ear it resonates between your ears which is your brain and then it rests on your heart so I'm really big for good energy bringing in the appropriate types of things inside so that your output is productive. You know, Cindy, I heard this the other week and it resonates and it, it piggybacks on what you were just talking about. Three minutes in the morning, three minutes of grabbing the phone like we all do as soon as we get up, of scrolling the feeds, of checking the emails, of watching the news, Three minutes is all it takes to have a 70% higher chance of having a bad day. Wow. Three minutes. Three minutes. That's so, that's yeah. Yep. And I remember when I heard that, I thought to myself, man, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> so, uh, I, so to your point, you know, what you surround yourself with, the content you digest, the conversations you have, the conversations you have with yourself, all of it matters into what you find in your life. That's Beautiful advice, Cindy. I love that. Thank you so much. So tell us about your day. Tell us about your journey. What led you to this career? I always told people there's a cause and effect behind everything. Mm -hmm. Every career, especially with ladies, you know, it's something that happened that made us go there. So tell us your go there. And it's never the good stuff, right? <laughs> like you always... <laughs> life, I have found, life has to bring you to your knees for you to have that moment of and that revelation. I would say you never really learn when you're when everything's going great. It's when you had the tough moments and you have to dust your knees off that that really comes the learning. Exactly. So my journey, you know, it's funny preaching about detoxing off the drug of achievement and 
I'm still addicted to it. It, it. it is a it is a hard drug to detox from. So to start with my why, which I think is so important. I was raised in a single mother household. Uh, God bless single parents. I was uh, a chubby kid from central Pennsylvania, a little backwards town. I uh, had a, was a C student, 600 SAT scores, told by the world I would never amount to much. Wow. And I believed it. And then I got the first whiff of what I was good at, what made me feel validated, what made me feel worthy, made me feel like I had something to contribute. And that was my job my job in hospitality sales and like a drug, Cindy, like a drug, it consumed me. It, it took the joy out of life. I sacrificed myself, sacrificed all of my relationships. It's like I could not get enough of this drug. And so I had lived my life under this umbrella. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I get the next promotion. I'll be happy when I get the next pay raise. I'll be happy when I get in a relationship, when and I fit in that size jeans, so forth and so on. Finally get the the job at the corner office, which I thought would fill all of these missing cracks in my life, dealing with things on surface level as we do. And I had as the universe, God, divine, whatever word you want to use there, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, listen up you're not paying attention. I had a breakdown alongside the highway three months after getting this promotion that I thought would, would fill me up, you know, running sales for a billion dollar hospitality organization. And Cindy, in that car that day, and I can go back there in a second, seven years ago, realized how, how did my life get here? You know, I'm popping Lexapro, I'm binge drinking, I'm cut off from my closest friends and family. I am $20,000 in debt. Yes, I have the corner office job. Yes, everything looks great on social media, but I am barely hanging on. And I realized slowly that my whole life was around chameleon people-pleasing mode, what you wanted me to be. Uh, you know, you liked Chinese food. So did I. You wanted to watch the football game. So did I. I had no opinions, nothing, and I never got to know myself. And so that set forth this path of intentional living of these small micro steps to have the courage to get to know the person that I never took time to get to know me. And that has set forth this, this movement to help other high-performing, go-getting individuals that feel that they're living their life off of the to-do list, off of the task list off of the emails off of the friend group for the validation to get to know the most important person in their life themselves right right so what were the steps that you did for that you know it's kind of um disturbing honestly to hear you say that it was recent that you had uh, you know a, like a wake-up moment a mental breakdown or um, yeah. And I would say, Cindy, I, I felt so alone for so long, like it was just me. But here's the thing. I just read this stat the other day. 76% of the U.S. right now would raise their hand in this exact moment. So we could poll 10 people, eight would raise their hand and say, I'm struggling. I'm barely hanging on. 51% of Americans can't even look at themselves in the mirror. 96% are women. And when I first heard that, I thought, oh, my God, that's horrifying. 
But then I thought hand raised, Cindy, that was me for so long. I would look in the mirror enough to criticize myself, bags under my eyes, looking disheveled, criticize my looks, criticize my body, but never to really ask and listen to what I needed. And so to your question on these micro steps, I'm telling you, it's these simple, simple things that changed the way I showed up. And we often think it has to be these, these huge leaps and these bounds, but it's these small little steps that build that. I like to say it's like the, the building blocks, right? That build the habits that then build what you look for and what you look for, you find. So for me, it was something as simple as making time for me making time for me before the rest of the world got a hold of me. So that could be something as simple as Cindy. Here's a good one. Getting up when the alarm rings. That's the first, that's the first promise. Why wouldn't you keep the first promise you made to yourself the night before? I know it sounds hokey, but I'm here to tell you, you keep promises to other people all damn day. Why wouldn't you keep the first promise you made to yourself instead of hitting the snooze 10 times? And then air quote running late through the rest of your day for other people's demands. So it sounds like a lot of times, like um, you said you had to figure out who you were. So mm. um, I think a lot of times, especially because I, of course, transitioned, you know, many years ago um, from corporate America. Um, but sometimes I have found, you know, in my experience that when, when people really kind of struggle with um, pursuing achievement and people pleasers, a lot of times, for lack of better terms, um, they do struggle with like a, an identity type of situation because who they are or who they think they are, a lot of times is wrapped in the position that they're in. Some people allow um, their titles, which, you know, I'm glad I'm not title driven, I wear many hats, but I'm not a title-driven person because it's almost as if to say um, society gives you all of these hats, but you have to know your core. You have to know who you are. So when a person is like having these, I would say, power struggles or, or title struggles, trying to you know fit this mold and, and people please, um, that I want to say that's like character. Because you you have to know who you are before you accept these positions. Because you can't lead if you're already broken. You mm, that's really powerful. Yeah, you can't lead if you're already broken. I I, I I love that. You have to take time to heal. You have to take time. Like you said, now you're taking time for yourself. That's the reason why I'm, I'm always talking about self-care, you know, and, and wellness and, and, and all these things. Because as a busy woman, rush, 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 rush. And we're taking care of so many needs. And so if you're taking care of all these needs and you're neglecting yourself, your temple, your time, or listening to your body, you're doing yourself and everybody around you a disservice. So, you know, whenever you mention that, it's like, okay, that's, that's a core. That's, that's a core thing. A person needs to heal. You know, you hear a lot of times the blind can't lead the blind, you know, per se. And I would say that is the most difficult thing mm -hmm. to heal. Just to just like, you know, we tell people all the time, well, be you. Well, do you even know who you are? I didn't. I had no opinion. You know, my 
whole life. And I think so many of us are like this. You know, I was not raised in a household where we talked about our feelings and our emotions. So I became a runner at a very young age. And anytime something uncomfortable would come, man, Cindy, I would hang on to the safe harbor. And the safe harbor harbor for me was the job where I got the validation. To your point about the healing, I think it, it becomes so difficult because if you don't have the language and if you don't have the toolkit, you run into the known, which for me was the emails. But God, it could be anything. It could be the chocolates. It could be the booze. It could be the men. It could be whatever safe harbor tickles your fancy. That makes sense. So how did you start the process for yourself? Yeah. And that's the most difficult thing, isn't it? I love that question. Thank you, Cindy, because we live in a world of information, right? Hell, just look at your phone. You can find anything you ever wanted, but it's it's starting, starting. So for me, Cindy, I'm stubborn. I don't like to be pushed to talk about things that I don't feel comfortable talking about. So therapy never worked for me. I like to say everybody has their own what, what works for them. And I, and I think that's what you need to uh, be curious enough to what works, what works for you and what feels right. So for me, therapy never worked, but what did work is pen to paper, releasing the thoughts from in here. You know, I heard someone say the other day that you don't need to be a air quote writer to feel power in putting pen to paper. It's the person that you get to know, which is you. So for me, Cindy, it was just, and what did that look like? It was just freeing the thoughts in my mind, releasing them from pen to paper. It didn't even need to make sense. I didn't even need to look at it. Again, it just was a chance to free these thoughts in my mind. Wow. And then that organically began to turn into a little bit of a, of a process, of a, of a ritual Right. So I have on my website, if your listeners would love the exact four step process that I use every day, have been for the past seven years, it's four questions that you can do off this micro step journal. It changed the game in how I showed up. And what I found, Cindy, is that when you take these moments for you, whatever it, it looks like, these micro moments, it's amazing how it changes what you look for and what you look for. You find back to what you talked about earlier in the beginning, what you allow will permit what you look for, you find. And I found that I was looking for more good and I was finding more good because I was starting my day with a moment for me before I let the rest of the world in with their wants, their needs, their expectations of me. So, um, you mentioned, I'm going to let you get to three and four. Um, you mentioned about your mornings. And you mentioned about being the product of a single parent. Mm. Okay. So I was a single mother. I'm not the product of a single parent, but I was a single mother. So I get it. Number one. Then I was a married single mother. I get it. Number two. Okay. Um, I remember for myself. When I first had my daughter and, you know, I was still trying to do school and then it was a daycare and then it was a job and it was just all this stuff. 
And I would get up and by the time, and all this had to happen before eight o'clock because I had to be to work by eight o'clock. I was tired before I got started. Not only was I a mother, I'm, I'm juggling all of this and I just felt off kilter. So for me, and it was almost like, you know, like an audible voice. And, and I know because I, I, you know, believe in the father. So for me, it was like, okay, get your quiet time. Get yourself together. And this now was over 30 years ago. I've, I've done this now for decades. Get yourself together before you wake her up, before you move on with your day. Because I was moving around so much. It's like, you know, I was always taught with prayer and meditation. So I was moving around so much and would be so discombobulated by the time I got to my destination at eight o'clock. It was like, oh my God, I forgot to pray. I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. I'm just feeling off kilter, completely discombobulated. But then you have to snap into place, into order, because now you've got staff coming at you. You know, you've got, I've had a team that I was, I was dealing with. And I remember back then, and I, I tell people, I, I'll tell them probably until my last breath, you have to take that time, whether it's in the morning or the evening. I prefer in the morning because I'm up with the birds. So because I'm up with the birds and no one else is up but me and the Heavenly Father, it's like, okay, let me get myself together before I have to deal with all this stuff, all of these people. And then for those that wake up, a friend of mine years ago, it was so funny and I laugh every time I think of her. She made this comment about how people, a lot of times, you know, they're rolling over and grabbing their phone first thing in the morning. You don't even know if you can walk yet. I <laughs> you can walk yet. You're just grabbing your phone. You don't know if you're a parent. You don't know if you can walk. But that was a profound statement. That makes so much sense. You have to set boundaries, not just for other people, but for yourself. You have to set boundaries. And then you have to understand that there are areas in your life that no human can feel. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? That's powerful. That's powerful. Cindy and God bless you, woman, for I feel like single mothers out there, you are the superheroes of the world. I mean, what you do, I I look back on my mom, Cindy, and I think, my God, she was 23. 23, worked two jobs, had two kids by herself. And I applaud you and I applaud my mom and all the single mothers out there because man, it's amazing what a mama, mama, mama's love will do. You, oh, you are the- and it continues. It doesn't matter if you're 50 or 60, you know, as long as you can reach her, you still pull on her. Yes. My 40 and my mom is still, it's, it's so funny. My, I, and it's amazing when you're around your mama or even your tribe, really like anyone that just lights your soul on fire how you know the rest of your worries just seem to melt away and I think that is such a gift that we forget as we're so busy you know I was reading the study the other day and it's nothing new these studies have been done from the Harvard Business Review back in the 1930s but that the happiest people in the world have this single common denominator and in our world where we think it is the title, where we think it's the the car you drive or the size gene or the relationship or how you look, da, 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 da. it is the quality of your relationships. 
the quality of your relationships. And I always think to myself, God, isn't that the first thing that goes when we're busy? I can't go to that. I'm busy. Love to. Can't go. I'm busy. But that is what nourishes your soul the way a check off the old to to do list never will. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you were giving us the four points. We've got one and two. What are three and four? Uh, for the micro step journal, I'm sorry, Cindy, bring me back what, the four yeah, points yeah. for for what? How to start the process. Yeah. So how to start the process? I would say this. Take a moment. Pen to paper. And I would just start to free the thoughts from your mind. You know, there's so much going in there. The, the what do you want is one of the most complicated things to, to say, to do, to ask, to answer. So I would say for you, just take a moment, a hot moment. Doesn't need to be a long, drawn out process. Cindy, as you so beautifully said, as being a single mother at that time and, and having a full time job, having all these expectations, it was just a moment. It, it doesn't need to necessarily be pen to paper. That's what worked for me. Maybe it is a moment with your higher power. You know, prayer for me has just been so powerful. Absolutely. And in those few moments by myself, I make two, I make two commitments, two commitments. One, what is one act of service I can do? One small act of service. It can be leaving a love note for my husband. It can be texting a girlfriend that I'm thinking of you. It could be dropping the colleague a note saying, hey, you killed that presentation last week. Let, under a minute, one act of service. And then what is one thing I can do today that will make me happy? And then regardless of what happens in that day, regardless of what hurricane comes tornado in your way, because we are all busy in this busy badge of honor, you keep the promise to yourself. So what does that look like, Cindy? Let's say that you've been wanting to move your body. You feel stationary. You're sitting behind the screen 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You feel lethargic. You feel like crap in your body. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, I, I know a lot of women that do it. I know a lot of women that do it, a lot of men that do it, that sit behind the computer all day long because they feel like they need to get these all of these things done, the expectation of them. So so what do you do, right? If you want to move your body, but but you feel like you're bound down by all of these expectations and you woke up and you told yourself that you were going to go, I don't know, for a walk around the block. Nice day, walk around the block. But it's 1230 and your day got consumed by all these meetings. Instead of saying, forget it, I don't have the time, you still keep it. Even if it's just the walk around the block, it's making the promise to yourself and keeping it. And it's amazing how you start to show up. Wow. Yeah, I guess that it goes back to those boundaries. You know, self-boundaries, self-management makes a lot of sense. So yeah. what do you do for your downtime? What do you do? I always like to ask, that's the busy woman's mm. question of the day. What do you do to keep balance? I know mm. you've had some struggles in the past, but you know, hopefully by now, since you're helping other people, you found a way to keep yourself balanced. How do you do that? Well, I will say this, Cindy. I still struggle with balance. I, <laughs> I Oh, girl, I've been on this journey for seven years and I, I welcome to being human. So I, I still slip up. So, for instance, you know, as we talked about earlier. Before we hit the record about, you know, traveling and being busy and we're right back to where we were, you know, pre-COVID saying, 
Yeah, I'm never going to get back to hitting the road this much. I'm never going to work this much. This is great taking this moment of pause. And and I find, at least for me and, and my circle, that we're right back to doing the things we said we wanted. So for me, you know, I have felt just really like addicted to the phone as of late. I felt really addicted to the emails, to being accessible to people. Again, right back to reverting to what I said I wouldn't do. So to answer your question, downtime, it's it's listening to my body. So I woke up this morning super tired. My eyes hurt. My body hurts. You ever have that where you're just like annoyed by everyone and the day hasn't even started yet, but you're just annoyed. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to go outside. I'm going to leave the phone inside and I'm just going to sit outside for a second. And I sat outside for one hot minute. And it, I felt the sun on my face. I felt the wind chime in the background. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then while I'm out there. Nature is wonderful. Yes. Nature, just being out in that air, it's it's a healing. It really is. It really is. And then my promise to myself today, when I got up this morning, the one promise that I made is that tonight, I'm going to get off the screen at a, at a decent hour and I'm going to treat myself to a bath without the phone on, just me by myself with my thoughts. Good. Good for you. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Cindy, I have found for me, it is listening to my body. It is listening to my body and not thinking I am a failure if I need a moment away from the screen and from it all, if I if I just need a few extra minutes, maybe with a pen to paper, if maybe I need to call a girlfriend and have a vent session, if I need to feel like I need to shut off the rest of the world and take a bath, like just listen to your body because it will tell you exactly what you need to, to need to know if you have enough courage to listen to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I have enjoyed our conversation. Do you have any parting words you want to leave with our listeners? I would say, thank you know, thank you, Cindy, for building this community. I think it's so powerful to know that you're not alone wherever you are in your journey. And that is what I would tell your listeners, wherever you are in your journey, know that you're not alone. Know that you have a tribe of people that love you and support you and, and care about you. If you have enough per- courage to put out the ask, and I would tell you, may this be the year that you step into your power, and may you know that whatever happens this year, you'll be okay because you always have and you always will. That's awesome. That is so awesome. How can people get in contact with you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, thank, thank you, Cindy. So they can just go to Megan M E G A N hyphen miller m-i-l-l-e-r dot com that is where we house everything so you can get the micro step journal if that was interesting to you you could sign up for our micro step monday newsletter we're all about the little baby micro steps you could uh, join our instagram community listen to our podcast it, it is all right there we are here making hustle culture human and welcoming you with open arms awesome awesome We will talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are most welcome. You are welcome. 
Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. <laughs> Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.